Welcome to the Ryan Holt Show. On this show, you can expect the latest, the greatest, and the best curated content on business, marketing, automotive, and lifestyle. Sit back, put in your earplugs, and let's enjoy the ride. Now, as always, I want to make sure you get the best in content that will help you monster your goals, both personally and professionally. I want to keep this conversation going, so please check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at RyanHoltz1. And then go over to Facebook.com forward slash RyanHoltz Marketing, and we can chat there too. I also want you to visit www.ryanholtz.ca as this will be where I put my almighty beloved show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am proud to bring you the Ryan Holtz Show. Let the beat drop and enjoy. Okay, I am sitting here with... City of Edmonton, Ward 12, Councillor uh, Mo Banga. Mo, I have some history with you. It was a fun time in the by-election. Um, thank you so much for stopping by the Reinhold Show podcast. Um, basically, Mo, all I want to ask you is a few questions. And, uh, and uh, the first question is simply, how has it been being a city councillor uh, for the past 18 months, roughly since the by-election? It had been uh, really good and uh, really busy. Because uh, when I was a police officer, I worked uh, uh, 40 hours a week. Now this job is, uh, if not exactly double, but it's uh, one and a quarter job. For one me. and a quarter. Yeah. Now, I feel that for some reason, you don't want to go in your life just being called Mobanga. So it was Constable Mobanga, I'm, I'm assuming at one point. Then it was Detective Mobanga eventually. And then now it's a City of Edmonton Councillor uh, Mobanga. So have you always wanted something in front of your name? Uh, you know, I don't really know, but uh, that's the way it worked out. Uh, okay. And that's the way it's been uh, working out so far. <laughs> okay. Um, so now you've, you've sat in the position for 18 months. Um, previous to that, going into the election, is there a few things that you kind of were surprised by after you uh, got elected and, and basically started doing your job and, and meeting with people and, and meetings and things like that? Was there anything that really stood out that you kind of thought, wow, I, I just simply wouldn't have expected this prior to being elected? Well, it is uh, the number of hours and the people you meet every day. And um, mind you, uh, uh, you know, the tons of people you meet every day uh, for good reasons. And yeah. uh, it's hard to remember their names. And uh, <laughs> yeah. it was, Has there been anybody that's been really special that you've met that you kind of <laughs> thought, oh, this is kind of really cool? And you went home and told your family, like, oh, I got to meet this person today. Well, uh, actually, I met uh, uh, Wayne Gresky in person. Okay, uh, yeah. Um, Craig McTavish in person and uh, talked to them and uh, then just yesterday I uh, met uh, Canadian tennis superstar Dennis Sheplova. Oh yeah 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 okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. And, and have they all been Shepelova. fairly nice people? Very nice people. Very nice yeah. people um, you know and I think that's really cool. Um, okay uh, City of Edmonton elections happening uh, one of the biggest things for me and why I wanted to do this show is just kind of have every, you know, a, a forum that was not as formal as, you know, say doing like a media interview or anything like that. But for me, I feel that, would you say the city of Edmonton has been marketed well to the capability that Edmonton could be shown to the world, so to speak? Well, uh, we are uh, still uh, kind of progressing in that direction, but the job is not complete. We could mark Ed, uh, 
uh, Edmonton actually better and we could, uh, you know, we need to do a better job. I would suppose that this is what the idea is. It's never going to be perfect, but we need to inch along towards perfection. I'm a marketing person. It's what I do for a living. I'm very passionate about marketing. And when I go and give uh, speeches at conferences or go visit clients, whether it's abroad or all over North America, people always ask you, where are you from? And I say, I'm from Canada. So then they say, are you from Toronto? I said, no, I'm not from Toronto. Are you from Vancouver? No, I'm not from Vancouver. Are you from Montreal? No, I'm not from Montreal. Now they're starting to say, are you from Calgary? And I'm like, no, I'm not from Calgary. I'm maybe two and a half, three hours up the road north of Calgary. To me, this is a concern in in the sense that I feel that, you know, how come Edmonton is still not, yes, they know Wayne Gretzky. Yes, they know the Edmonton Oilers, but you know, Edmonton as a city, what are we doing to push that out a little bit better? We're uh, trying to elevate the uh, profile of Edmonton. And uh, actually, uh, I don't know if you uh, uh, read or uh, it was in the paper yesterday that Calgary is even admitting that that they are the second best city in, uh, in Alberta. I'm going to have to fact check that, Mo. I'm going to have to fact check that. Yeah, coming. (laughs) Who wrote this article and who said this? I I don't know. uh, Somebody was just, uh, I was at a uh, junior (laughs) barbecue and they said, uh, they actually told me that, uh, yeah, Edmonton is uh, actually the best city in Alberta now. So we're the number one. Apparently, I don't know. Uh, Holy smokes. I don't know. Well, well, I'm a a proud Edmontonian, but go ahead, finish. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but uh, like, you know, in the... For quite a while in the uh, city of Edmonton, we we had that small town mentality. I think finally we were just uh, uh, shaking it right off. And uh, uh, lately in the uh, in the Edmonton uh, in the last year and um, uh, even earlier this year, we have uh, approved that uh, construction for a 80-story building, mm-hmm. and that is uh, the second la- uh, tallest structure in whole. Canada. But now let me ask you this. There's a huge supply of commercial real estate in the downtown core that's sitting empty right now. Why but, is this? Well, there are, uh, and I don't know what, what was happening in the past, but uh, things weren't moving. But now, uh, with the city council efforts uh, as a team, I think we're inching along uh, towards uh, better uh, construction of uh, big items. Uh, and there, in the last few months, uh, there have been several bigger, fancier, and elegant buildings uh, proposed, and they will be built in the next few years, and uh, and we're proud of it. And I would, uh, I always been an Edmontonian, and uh, I like to see Edmonton, especially in the downtown area, bigger, taller, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fancy-looking buildings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you happy with how the taxpayers' money is being spent? Um, mostly, yes, but there have been some things that they were not, uh, actually, well spent dollars, and uh, uh, some of them uh, they are, uh, you know, along the lines of uh, we made some decisions. Uh, uh, there is nothing I can do in yeah, the past there, yeah, yeah. and uh, the contracts were signed, and uh, yeah. but they are the ones uh, that I can't change it. But they were not to the perfection, and they were not totally oriented towards the benefit of the taxpayers. Absolutely. How, I mean, one topic of conversation, and I mean, we have the Walterdale Bridge, and then we also have uh, the picnic tables on Jasper Ave. The picnic tables on Jasper Ave spun huge amounts of debate on social media. Some people thought it was a ridiculous amount of money spent. Some people thought it didn't make sense because you had the buses, bus lanes that were being cut off. 
How did this, and I don't know all the facts, but I know that some people said it seemed like it wasn't t- taken to a public consensus and then one day the picnic tables were just there. How did this decision come into fruition and why? Well, uh, most of these decisions, uh, we, as city councilors, we just say, um, increase the profile of Edmonton, make it, make it different than uh, what the other cities are offering. And sometimes, it, uh, don't get me wrong, they are experiments. Mm-hmm. We, it's like in our <laughs> home. We try, to, mm-hmm. we try mm-hmm. to do different things to our front yard, backyard, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, the house, different colors. Uh, sometimes it doesn't work. In this case, I don't think uh, uh, having um, those picnic tables <laughs> and, uh, and uh, also those uh, flower pots and tree pots, whatever, on the side of the road did work for us. But, no. But we... We need to get public involved in there and uh, see what they like and uh, hopefully do a better uh, job of uh, putting in what really is needed to increase the profile of our city. Okay, okay. Now, with that being said, and still a hot topic of conversation is the roads. So a lot of people say, you know, do we have to put all the money into Walterdale, the picnic tables? They just simply want to have their potholes fixed and, and have better roads. It seems like it's been a little bit of a struggle. Has it been a struggle? And what's the plan? Well, the, the potholes, uh, it is, they were a lot better this summer than they were a year ago. Uh, I, I, we, as city councilors, we don't want to take the full credit. Uh, last winter was kind of milder. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that helped uh, us, and uh, we actually ended up saving... Uh, uh, Pretty close to $60 million uh, for, uh, from the ice and smo- uh, snow removal budget. Okay. But that uh, budget is uh, still uh, with us and uh, we could use it to, you know, it's a con- contingent, uh, contingency fund. Mm. So we'll use it. But uh, we are um, doing better in every department, including the potholes. Uh, mm-hmm. After all, we are a winter city. The, mm-hmm. the water in the, in the cracks the expands and contracts, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know... We are supposed to have those roads, but we are going toward better materials and better management of that. Okay. The city of Edmonton preaches attracting new business, small business, and it really is, you know, gave several options, especially the Edmonton Economical Development Group that kind of works as a, an arm to attract new business into Edmonton, which is almost like a business development sector. My question is, as a business owner myself, when I go get incorporated, I get incorporated through the provincial government. But how come the city doesn't, how come the city never sends out a welcome package saying, you know, Ryan, thank you so much for choosing Edmonton to be the place that you want to do business. I know there's, you know, business link and several different resources, but for a city that always, you know, basically says, hey, we want businesses to come. Sometimes we, you don't seem so friendly towards the business in terms of welcoming. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, apparently in the past that has been a perception we had EEDC then we had uh, mm-hmm. uh, Northlands uh, working mm-hmm. they're basically you know their business is overlapping however uh, uh, the problem is uh, it, as it was overlapping and also competing in a sense now uh, we have uh, um, a plan to make sure that these uh, two entities work hand in hand uh, rather than uh, competing against each other they're complementing each other Okay. There would be changes. Okay. Is there anything based on now you're in a election mode, so you're campaigning and things like that. Is there anything that you definitely, you know, prior to actually being uh, elected, you know, now that you have been elected, has there been a few things that you've changed going forward with wanting to campaign 
now that you've actually sat on the job and actually have you know real world experience? Yes, uh, the things uh, I have changed is uh, I'm constantly working towards uh, improving our infrastructure. I am uh, pushing for a uh, recreation center in the southeast, oh, okay, okay. Um, because uh, and this uh, Riverbend uh, uh, Recreation Center and Meadows Rec Center, they're used to their fullest. Mm, and mm. we need another uh, recreation center in the southeast somewhere where we can uh, accommodate everybody. Uh, having um, those rec facilities for everybody, it is... Uh, uh, it's it's good for um, public, uh, both their uh, happiness and health. Absolutely. Now, uh, <laughs> I think I think when we talk about the Walterdale Bridge has been a, issue, a huge topic. That's correct. What has been happening with the Walterdale <laughs> Bridge? Obviously, there was a lot of people talking about the Walterdale Bridge and the fact that it was contracted, not locally. Um, and then people felt that, did we really need to take money and build a bridge? Maybe we could have, you know, refurbished the existing one and put some of that money into the roads and other infrastructure. Uh, Ryan, that's uh, correct. Um, we, uh, we have to look at a balance. You know, when you refurbish an old existing infrastructure mm-hmm. or build a new one, mm-hmm. sometimes depends upon, uh, you know, having that uh, old uh, infrastructure uh, refurbished. Uh, if it's cost pretty close to the money that you're going to be building, uh, you know, for a new one, mm-hmm. If it's coming close to it, sometimes it's good to uh, have a brand new entity. I know uh, it hasn't been on schedule, but 85% of the city projects, uh, they've been on um, schedule and on, uh, on budget. People talk about in the you know going back to the bike lanes. This bike lane issue has been around for so long. What is your guys's plan, and what's your mandate going forward in terms of bike lanes? What is the Mobanga campaign saying about bike lanes? No, going bike forward? bike lanes are totally good. Were there enough bikes, uh, for example, downtown and stuff? But if you say in the outer skirts of the town, uh, Ward Twelve, mm-hmm. uh, having designated bike lanes, uh, they take away so much from. Uh, the motorist mm. and uh, again uh, the whole situation is about balancing we need mm. to balance the need uh, f- between uh, bicyclists and also uh, the the motorist uh, see how, how they want to go I, I think in my uh, personal experience and what I think is uh, that uh, pedestrians and uh, bikes they're more friendly than pede- uh, bikes and uh, than bikes and cars. So <laughs> I would rather see in the, my area uh, these multi-use trails where we can have bikes and pedestrians on the same yeah. wider bike trails yeah. or, or uh, multi-trails. LRT extensions. LRT extensions has been a, a big uh, a big topic. What do you? What is your stance on the LRT extensions, especially down in Mill Woods area, down by? They got the, it's going down uh, 75th Street, coming all the way down 34th. Right by the southeast police uh, station. There, what has been your your stance on LRT extensions throughout the city? Well, the LRT is uh, good. Uh, if we don't think new ways of transportation from the outskirts of the town to downtown, uh, for example, then by uh, uh, these uh, uh, statistic people are telling us that if we uh, uh, don't uh, build uh, LRT, then by twenty forty. 2044, actually, uh, we would be uh, even uh, three lanes of uh, 66th Street on mm-hmm. each side, mm-hmm. uh, going north and south, mm-hmm. three lanes mm-hmm. each. 
that wouldn't be good, uh, good enough. Uh, train um, LRT and at the same time takes as many passengers, especially in the in the rush hour, that six buses are going to take. Absolutely, and it's, it's greener. Yeah, and uh, six buses uh, it, don't have to be on the road either. On the road, either. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's huge. And then again, uh, we need to re- reduce the cars on the on the road. <clears throat> People who do want to go there are that route, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that it's affordable for everybody. Not everybody can afford a park, uh, sorry, car, mm-hmm. and then a park downtown. Interesting. Do you uh, a big uh, t- hot topic was Uber? So, what was your stance on Uber? Well, uh, I like to have all the options uh, on the table for people, but again, in the taxi and Uber situation, uh, we need to use Uber for what it was designed for, rather than taking the taxi business away. Uh, In that, uh, you know, if we just needed more taxis, we would increase the number of taxis. But then we have to go into the quality of the service mode because the taxi business, okay, it's just like, and we'll talk about Amazon, but innovation is always needed in every industry in terms of business. The internet has changed. Amazon, for instance, and we will talk about it, has changed the way people buy and sell. I mean, you, you can have something, you buy it, it ships to your door. Uber, when it first came out, was giving a, a, a customer service satisfaction that was really good, meaning if you came to my house, you picked me up, I could rate you as a driver. Let's say I, I lost my wallet in, your, in the back of your car. The chances of you stealing my wallet went down dramatically because I knew who you were. I could complain. Taxi cabs sometimes, and, and this is the truth, a lot of people say they're dirty sometimes in the back. Um, the, the, the drivers aren't friendly, they're not giving good service, and then the rates sometimes are going through the roof. So you say, Uber, I want to weigh out all my options and I want Uber to be used as Uber should be, but then on the same token, if, if Uber, say, is giving a better level of service, do you take that into consideration as well? But again, as a consumer, that's your choice. Absolutely. If you, if you want to call Uber to your door, no problem. Yeah. But again, when Uber starts taking over the general taxi service, like, you know, picking people at random flags, yep. that's where it interferes with the, <clears throat> with, the, with the normal taxi business there. We're not stopping you from nope. uh, calling Uber but when you, you prefer to do But that. when you say taking over, you can't just take over taxi business. You can only take it over if I'm a customer and I choose to, to get an Uber. That's correct. Now, I might choose to get an Uber for several reasons, which are my business yep. as a customer, because I have the right to choose as a yes, consumer. Exactly. So you can't really say they, they're trying to take over the taxi business because the taxi business has been around forever. They could have came up with an app, right? They yeah, could have innovated, they right? But people sometimes, and I'm not saying this is a taxi business, but human nature, sometimes people say, oh, our, our current business model is working. Meanwhile, they're not trying to innovate inside their own industry. Yeah. It, it's like TV, radio, and paper. Yeah. They had the eyeballs, the audience. Yeah. Then Facebook was created. Then Google was created. Then Twitter was created. All these mediums could have created and innovated within their own industry. So that's where I'm asking in terms yeah. of the Uber and taxi. Well, no, that's correct. Uh, in any business, if you don't have no competition, there's no room for improvement. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the, I agree. At the, at the same time, you know what? I think uh, the taxi companies, now they're looking at yeah. innovative ways of improving yeah. the service to the customers. Yeah. But customers still do have a choice whether they want of to course, take Uber of or course. They, they want to take of the, course. the regular taxi. Of course. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that at all. Um, okay. Um, back into, I guess, more of an infrastructure question. If what, what is your... So you get elected, the term is what, another four years it would be? Four years. Four years. 
what could I expect if Mo Bang is elected uh, Ward 12 City of Edmonton Councillor, re-elected? Um, what can I expect if I'm living in your ward in the next four years? I want, I want you to give me maybe one or two immediate things I can expect, and then maybe a couple long-term items that you're, you're, you're looking at working okay. on. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, you would see uh, number one infra- uh, infrastructure in the, in the, yeah. in the city. Yeah. Uh, ward 12 is uh, the most expanding ward. We yep. need infrastructure in a big way. Absolutely. And uh, again, we need to make sure that we, there are uh, rec facilities, there are uh, uh, fields for uh, our kids to uh, grow up and play. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we need to make sure that, uh, you know, there is, uh, there is proper access to those services. Yeah. And uh, for, uh, I also introduced uh, an inquiry in the city council uh, on Tuesday that um, we are going to uh, look into how uh, and what uh, we can do to make sure our seniors, uh, that all the seniors, not just uh, a select group of seniors mm-hmm. who are 65, and uh, you know when people go and uh, become 65, their income level dro- uh, drops and mm-hmm. they still live in the same house, mm-hmm. pay the same taxes, mm-hmm. and they uh, they still uh, pay the, uh, for the services like recreation and and uh, also, um, uh, I guess, uh, transportation, they still pay the same. And I introduced a motion to find out, see, uh, how many citizens uh, over 65 do we have in our whole entire city? Okay. How many are already getting discounted passes yep. because of the low income? Yep, yep. And how many are uh, uh, suffering, I guess, uh, because of their financial, uh, you know, burden. They're sure. thinking it's a barrier. Sure. And I want to make sure that uh, we know all the facts and number of uh, those people and what would it, it cost us as a city to make sure all those people um, uh, obtain the same, same services on a flat level of uh, fees okay. so that uh, we can appreciate the seniors who worked so hard and who provided us all, all those facilities and now uh, we can pay some back okay. in the city. Okay, I like, I like that actually. What do you think? Is Edmonton in a good spot economically? Economically, um, uh, obviously, uh, uh, the good is uh, is very um, sort of, you know, different uh, on, a, uh, on a scale of uh, not good to good. It's a, it's a wide scale. Okay. But... Uh, we are in a relatively good position in the in uh, in the province, yeah. and uh, also in the in the whole country we are, and we hope to do even better. Mm. You mentioned uh, I had a few other candidates <laughs> on as guests, and we talked about culture in Edmonton, and culture is, consists of many things. You know your background, your ethnicity, you know your religion, um, but just the overall vibe of Edmonton. We we have every part of the world in our city that lives That's here, correct. and we're a very multicultural city. And we're, you know, I think we're an inclusive city. I think we're open to everybody. You know, we don't judge. And But at the same token, I think Edmontonians um, for a long time have been relatively maybe conservative, quieter. It's been a, a working class style city um, where we know sometimes people would say Calgary is maybe more white collar, more business. Uh, Edmonton's, you know, very trades oriented. Where do you think that plays a role in marketing Edmonton in terms of, you know, trying to be a little bit more... I don't know, not trendy, but maybe just kind of more like more vocal about our culture. Like I know we're the festival capital. We got Fringe. We have all these festivals coming in. But how do we become a city that's maybe like when you go to Toronto or if somebody from Toronto comes here and you ask them, where are you from? 
I'm from Toronto. Yeah. It's almost like they think it's the yeah. only city in Canada. How, how do you think we get to a, a, you know, kind of that level of, uh, I don't know, prestige, mystique? I don't know. Yeah. I think uh, as a city, as citizens of this, uh, our city, Edmonton, we need to be proud of who we are rather than just being um, pretty nimble. We need to say, yeah, you know, exactly the same feeling. Mm -hmm. I'm from Edmonton. Yeah. That's exactly what we Excited. need to do. For some reason, uh, I don't know what it is, but we've been so modest. I think uh, it's time to leave. Be modest still. I'm not saying yeah. you know, be, be uh, sort of, you know, there's a the But there's, there's, a a diff there's a difference between being arrogant yeah. and marketing. Yeah. Marketing. marketing, right? Yeah. Marketing. Marketing, is, marketing is just emphasizing your modesty. Yeah. But it's saying, here's why we're modest. Yeah. I don't feel like the city of Edmonton does that. And, I, and with this new logo, right, that was done, yeah. there was a huge flack on the logo because they said it looked like McLean's magazine. Yeah. And it, you guys spent a lot of money on this logo, so people, were, you know, it's huge backlash. The EEDC, the Edmonton Economical yeah, Group there. Yes. So, you know, there's sometimes, I think people have a, a mixed emotion about them because if we come out with good ideas and we say we have good ideas, we yeah. all, everyone has good ideas. We all have good ideas. If you don't execute on them, yeah. it's just an idea. Yeah, that's correct. And... and that, that is why we are uh, asking each and every uh, one of the citizens of Edmonton to come out and if they have an idea, please bring it to us mm. and uh, we'll try to do the best we can with that idea. And again, uh, yeah, you said uh, ideas are coming every day, mm -hmm. but there are lots of good ideas came out from simple people. Absolutely. And people should not think, oh, uh, I don't know if my idea is going to be accepted mm. or rejected. You know, come up uh, with mm. an idea. And even for the elections, uh, only 30% of the people, 32% of the people vote. Mm. You know what? This is your right mm. as a citizen of Canada. You know, people died for this right. People died for people this People died thing. for this right. You know, express your voice because if, mm. if you have a voice within your own home, we don't know it. Mm. We can't do nothing about mm. it. I always say you don't have the right to complain if you didn't come out and vote. You got that. I, I'm, I, yeah. I strongly believe that because you, you had the, the opportunity. Please vote. Yes, 32%. I think that's a horrible number. I think that's way too low. Way too low. You know, people should be coming in. Do you know? Do you have any uh, statistics in terms of younger people, let's say under the age of 30, well, who voted? Has uh, that been increased? You know, I don't really have the statistics, okay. but I, I think or 35? Uh, what I heard, it's lower than 30. Okay. The oh, jeez, yeah. So they're just, okay. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, uh, in some other countries, I heard their stats, even the ones we call, uh, you know, uh, third wor world country. It's some, uh, at, in those places, it's like 66, 70 percent. You know, we are a civilized country. We have all the resources. Even our governments give four hours to uh, mm -hmm. go vote mm -hmm. or three hours, whatever the mm -hmm. time is. Mm -hmm. And if you're uh, given time, paid given time to uh, go vote, I think we should all uh, vote. Perfect. Amazon. So Amazon has basically said, hey, we want a, a secondary <laughs> office in Western Canada. Obviously, uh, I think Mayor Don Obviously said he's going to be uh, putting, you're going to put in a bid. What is the bid going to look like in terms of, okay, let's back it up. Amazon is a company. Jeff Bezos founded Amazon. Amazon was built on everything but a normal business, meaning they brought innovation, they suggested new ideas, they executed They've disrupted the retail business. Uh, big box stores have literally closed down because of Amazon. Uh, in some cases, they're cheaper. Their customer service is better. They, in my opinion, it would be amazing to have Amazon come to our city. Not only that, because of the associations that Amazon brings with them, they would automatically showcase 
Edmonton. Now, people are have been up in arms about the Rexall place, right? Yeah. To keep the doors closed. Just an idea, and one of the candidates brought this up earlier, and I thought it was kind of cool. Could you imagine you guys went and you said, okay, we have Rexall that's sitting there. I think the location's a good location where Rexall is. That's correct. It's a, it's a really interesting building. It needs uh, betterments and improvements. It needs renovation. But could you imagine you went to Amazon and said, look, this is why the city of Edmonton is where you should basically develop shop. We will give you a complimentary lease to Rexall Place. The only stipulation is you must come in and renovate this building. The reason I say this is Amazon's going to need a big building as their office. And they're good. they always look for spaces and structures that are unique. Mm-hmm. Rexall's a unique place. It's a unique building. There's lots of history there. What, is, what do you think of that? And what, what do you think of Amazon coming to Edmonton? You know, uh, the stipulation in the master agreement with uh, Oilers Entertainment Group is... Uh, Sports and entertainment. <laughs> uh, we are all open to business. Yeah. If uh, anything other than uh, uh, sports and entertainment, we have something, somebody wants to come and uh, have their uh, headquarters, whatever, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in uh, uh, I guess, uh, old Coliseum, mm-hmm. then we are... Uh, yeah, we're uh, we'll welcome them with open arms if uh, it's a fair bit, uh, trade. But don't you think the Oilers Entertainment Group does a good job of pigeonholing the city because you gave them a nice district? I mean, we built an arena. It's kind of like me coming, you me coming, you saying, "Okay, Mo, um, I want to build a house." Okay, Ryan, here's the permit, build a home. Well, wait a sec, Mo. When I sell my other home, I only want to go into a certain buyer. It kind of it kind of handcuffs you in a way because. You have this building, but with a stipulation, but they got the ice district. We contributed money for uh, the Rogers place. So, you know what I mean? It, it, it yeah. seems like it's a weird situation. Ryan, you're exactly correct in that. But my uh, only comment on that is all those decisions about the master agreement and uh, everything that's involved, they were made way before I was even in politics. But you're responsible now. I, Accountability. It, it, it's been handed to me. Yeah. So it's something like, you know, sealed, signed Isn't contract. Isn't that a bad business move? I mean, just think I, about it as a business person, though. I'm sorry. If I sell a home and I buy a new home, when I sell my home, I relinquish my rights to it. I shouldn't have to say, I shouldn't be able to dictate where this home gets bought and sold. Yeah. Especially when whoever I bought the home from, the public gave me money to buy this new home. 101, business 101, any, any business course or university, that would be not a smart thing to do. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to uh, go to that extent. Okay. You know, the, you know where I'm going with yes. it. Yes. Uh, the decision was made way before <laughs> okay. I was ever in the picture. Okay, fair enough. And the uh, unfortunate thing is I am living with it. Okay, no, fair enough. Um, okay, that being said, uh, we're going to do a fire round of questions here. Uh, first question is, <laughs> besides winning... The election, for re-election, what is your number one goal? My number one goal is to make sure that this uh, place, Edmonton, and especially Ward 12, is totally suited to for our generations to come. Mm. And it's not just good for today, tomorrow, it's good for the next at least 50, 100 years mm. for okay. future generations. Okay. Uh, what is the number one thing that drives you? Number one thing drives me is... Uh, uh, I've always been uh, involved in the community service. I want to make sure that uh, uh, I feel my passion with the community service. And uh, at the same time, I am uh, helping 
build Edmonton for the future to come. Okay. Proudest moment personally. Proudest uh, moment personally would personally, be... Personally, ever, in your whole life. <clears throat> that would be uh, when uh, I, I got uh, elected, my granddaughter coming to me and uh, hugging oh, me, saying, oh. you did a great job. Oh, which uh, granddaughter is that? Uh, Arena. Arena, okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's, that's nice. Four, biggest professional accomplishment. Uh, biggest uh, professional account, uh, accomplishment would be um, uh, when I was, uh, uh, you know, I became a police officer and uh, from an, an engineer to a uh, police officer, now to a politician, you know, I have been able to uh, transition uh, from one job to another job uh, to another job in a very professional and respectable way. Why did you want to become, why did you go from engineering to become a police officer? Because I loved, uh, when I became an engineer, you know, um, uh, that's when I found out that I am not a things person, I'm a people person. Ah, okay. Yeah, and I mean, you know, that's that's interesting too. So do you feel like now as a city councillor, when it comes to like emergency services and law enforcement and fire and paramedics, do you feel like it kind of holds a special place in your heart when you when you uh, address those topics? It definitely does, oh. and uh, and uh, I'm uh, proud of my 24 years with the mm. Edmonton Police Service. Mm. And uh, like I said, that's a job like no other. But here <laughs> I am again in the, uh, with the public, uh, working with the public, working for the public. Absolutely, that's and that's a, it's a completely different uh, aspect. Um, how do you define success? Uh, success, I define when uh, you accomplish something, uh, you go home and you look in the mirror and you say, you know what, this, I am proud of myself. Oh, I like that. What are you scared of? Um, I'm al- always scared of, you know, uh, and our, uh, your family's health and whatnot. Mm. And uh, you're always uh, concerned, like, you know, when, what if mm. this ever happens kind of mm. thing. There. Do you have a role model? I do. Uh, my role model, uh, a lot of people are going to say, you know, these favorite figures and uh, mm-hmm. they were your role models. My grandfather was my role oh. model. And uh, hopefully I can, uh, I can uh, provide that to somebody mm. else in the future. Mm. Uh, what is your least favorite thing to do? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> as, a, uh, as a police officer, um, my least, uh, uh, least favorite was uh, I went to a situation where... Uh, and then it was involved in a couple of kids, um, mm. and uh, uh, grandpa and grandma were uh, getting old. They couldn't take care of the uh, kids because the mother was never in the picture, oh. and she was uh, in the drug culture. And, okay. Okay. and uh, uh, when these people, uh, they couldn't take care of the kids, they had to uh, give the kids up for social services. Jeez. And uh, that was the day when I went, had to go in the ba- uh, ba- their bathroom and cry. Oh yeah, and as a as a politician now, the hardest oh. uh, thing is uh, when you're making an argument. Uh, sometimes people think automatically that you're against it because you're you're asking mm. questions. Mm. But, but the thing is, you want to uh, the way you want to vote or how you're going to vote is eventually dependent upon you know what you know about that. Mm. So that's where I kind of sometimes feel like, you know, why people just don't even let you explore mm. those things. Mm. And uh, mm. before they start saying, oh, he's against this or he's against that. You know, I want to know everything about what I'm voting for 
and what makes me vote either mm. in a yes or no. Mm. Do you ever think sometimes um, people don't come out and vote in the numbers that we want because our education system has never educated people on what it means to vote in its entirety? When you really think about it, you go to kindergarten, grade one to grade six, elementary, grade seven to nine, junior high, 10 to 12, high school. I know personally when I was in school, there would be a little bit of talk about voting. We would talk about history a little bit, but I think it's hard sometimes when you're that age to make the correlation to, to voting sometimes. It was for me, and the reason that is, is I, without knowing economics or finance or real business, I don't understand the impacts that my vote has. Yes, it has social impacts, but I don't understand it from a business perspective. My mandate, and I go speak at schools, and they bring me in to talk about entrepreneurship and leadership and things, but my biggest thing is I want kids to start learning about stocks. I want them to start understanding what property taxes is about yeah. in school so that when they come out of school, they understand a little bit of life. We can all say this, and you know this being a former yeah. EPS member. You go through all your training. You and I both know off the record, once you get into a situation, maybe your supervisor looks at you and says, I know you learned everything. Mm -hmm. Cut that right now. This is real world situation. That's correct. And that's where I think in school, we get trained on theory, but sometimes the practicality is not there. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. But I think uh, nowadays in school, uh, school system, uh, there is a lot more uh, political and uh, governmental education. Mm. I, I went to three classes this morning, uh, oh. six classes, and I, I spoke to them about what's the difference, uh, what's the government, mm. what's the difference between the three levels mm. of govern government, mm. what do we do? Did you get any and good questions? Very good Was questions. there any super, couple that you remember questions. that came out, uh, that stood out? <clears throat> well, one of the questions was, uh, uh, how do we decide uh, how much taxes we mm. yeah. okay. so and uh, that's a good one again, uh, I that's a good question the formula that I said you know what we know how much money we need to spend this year to mm. uh, build the inf infrastructure we are building to provide the services we are mm -hmm. providing mm -hmm. and then on top of you also have to have inflation in there uh, mm. figured out uh, the total amount of money then the total assessment property assessment okay. for the whole yeah. city yeah. and you divide that you come up with the tax factor okay. then, and the, then when it comes to the tax time the, then the property yeah, assessment value of your property multiplied by the tax factor comes out okay uh, to what your taxes are and then what, and then what, what did the, what did the, well, what did the it, child say well that uh, grade six students <laughs> nowadays they're pretty smart absolutely actually. and they and they're using they, phones and everything yeah they're uh, and then they they noted them that down and uh, and the teacher was so happy that this uh, person actually figured out how we calculate the taxes mm, that's a great question how do we come how do we become better as edmontonians well, we become better as uh, Edmontonians. We making sure that uh, we don't hide our identity. Mm. We, we are who we are. Mm. We need to be proud of oh. our identity. We need to be proud of our uh, history. At this end, you know what? Edmonton is one of the most diverse uh, cities in Canada, um, and we need to be proud of our diversity and inclusiveness. Mm. We are probably the most inclusive city in the whole world. Mm. I don't, I, I traveled uh, some parts of the world, but mm. I think we are uh, very inclusive and we are very diverse. Mm. I like, I like that. Um, when you think of Edmonton, what is the first thing that comes to mind? When it comes, uh, 
um, when I think of Edmonton, I'm, I'm always the first thing is diversity. Okay. One piece of advice you would give to someone who is scared shitless. <laughs> well, you know, if you're scared, uh, the only way to overcome that uh, fear is by trying it. Okay. Uh, City of Edmonton, Ward 12, uh, Councillor Mo Banga, who is going in for real a- election. Um, how can people reach out to you and get some information as to why you're running or want to reach out to you personally and ask you some questions? And they can uh, read, it, uh, read me at uh, www.mobanga.ca. Perfect. And uh, they can reach me on my cell phone, 780-710-8873. And uh, they, yeah, they can find anything and everything about me, who Mobanga is, why is he running, and what he's going to do for you. You got his cell phone, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, again, thank you, everybody, for listening to uh, the special edition of the Ryan Holt Show podcast. Uh, City of Edmonton 2017 election. I'm very, very excited for the candidates and and, uh, where our city is going for the future. Uh, Again, don't be shy. If it's 32% voter turnout and you're complaining and you never voted, in my opinion, you have no right to complain. Please go out and vote. Uh, People literally, if you study history, have died for the right to vote. It's extremely important. Um, What would you say to the people that maybe won't vote for you? Well, uh, you know what? Uh, uh, If you... uh, read everything about me if you know everything about me uh, and you still are not satisfied I'm your guy you know what I'm fine with that but please read about me and other candidates and then perfect vote for sure vote Edmonton 2017 city of Edmonton election vote